Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four, to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. And we're back, Todd. We are with another KVA, Time to Market. This one, I think, in the name and of itself, is the most inherently obvious of what we're going to talk about when we're talking about our KVA, right? Key yep. value area. So, Will, Time to Market, hit us with it. Right. So the uh, the goal of this here is to figure out, well, how quickly can we actually react to what is happening around us? How fast can we learn from the experiments that we do? How fast can we adapt based on this uh, new information? And how quickly can we actually get something out the door? Right. And partially we're looking to metrics here that just tell us uh, on time how long this takes. But we also want to look at some metrics that tell us uh, how that time is being influenced. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I always think too, you know, things like uh, uh, how that time is being influenced from a vantage point of how often are we putting it out there, right? Like, so, so time to market, how frequently are we releasing is something that you might be interested in, right? U ultimately, how long does it take? <laughs> like it's, it's it's fairly and I and I think of all the key value areas. Well, this one I think really lends itself to some inherently obvious measurements that we can do here. This is something I think that a lot of organizations probably overemphasize. Um, so should we bring up the board? Should we just get right at it? Absolutely. All right, I'm going to bring up the board here, and we are going to talk about time to market and some points that we were just making, right? Like uh, to reemphasize how long does it take? Uh, really, uh, Quill, you were, Will, you were saying uh, how quickly can we react, right? Yep. And uh, how quickly can we learn? And that might be the most important one there, right? Because we are in a complex domain and the longer an assumption exists, the more risk it brings to our to our organization, right? Especially if we continue building on that assumption. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting that you're saying that, Will, because uh, I started thinking about what we were talking about in current value when you were saying that. When you're talking about in current value, remember, we were talking about how you have these hypotheses that you ship 
and you need to validate whether they were actually valuable or not. Well, how long did it take you to ship that? How long has it been out there? Um, right? Like at what frequency are we shipping these news experiments, uh, giving us the, the, at least a chance at validating whether it was valuable or not. That's why measuring time to market is, 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 is fundamentally important to all of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, if anything, right, the, the two things you want to measure is, well, what's my, what's my time to market, right? The moment I have an idea or my customer wants something, how long does it actually take me to get something out the door? But that's not the end of it, right? What you want to measure as well is what's my time to learn, right? Just throwing it over the fence or getting it out there doesn't actually answer any of your questions. It does allows you to begin gathering evidence. So, and that's that's kind of one of the reasons why we are so in favor of small hypotheses, mm-hmm. because the more deliberate you are, the more direct you are, the more limited you are, the easier it is to actually find out and measure um, if it's if it's the right thing to do or not, right? So the smaller that time to learn is, right? If you have a, and this is, this is kind of the problem with really big releases, right? You deliver something, even if you do a big release very frequently, the problem is there's so much in there that it can take you months, if not years to figure out oh, what actually worked and didn't work in this release. Yeah. yeah. And you know, from a customer's vantage point too, we, we, we talk about this thing, customer absorption. So you have, you have this really big release and a customer opens it and they're completely blown away by all the stuff that they have to now uh, inherit, like try to figure out. Like I'm will, have you ever opened a, uh, an Android or an iPhone app and it had been maybe a week or two since you opened it. And suddenly you don't even know how to use it anymore. Right? It's, oh, yeah. it's just giant, a uh, big batch release that you, it hasn't been updated for eight months, nine months. And suddenly, you know, your password isn't saved anymore. And all these things are like going wrong. You're like, uh, I've done that to the point where I just delete it. Don't use it anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I'm curious, Todd, how do you, how do you use this in agile for humans? What yeah. measures do you look at? So I'm going to write customer absorption. So one of the things that we do, I probably spelled absorption wrong. One of the things that we do is we we do build um, we build some custom stuff, right? Um, uh, so we, I, I'm tempted to talk about that. I'm tempted to talk about how how long it takes from us to get an idea for a new video or a new product, and how long it takes us to deliver that. But I think I'm just going to go straightforward business here, Will. Um, when we look at time to market, one of the interesting things that we really measure is from the time that somebody contacts us to the time we either have a, a, a deal closed or a customer kind of disappears on us, right? Because that is kind of an indication for how we can how we can better engage with people past and present customers. From the time someone contacts us until the time we we've 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 let's say sold a training class or something like that. Uh, and that really that that really helps us with a lot of things. Like we'll get into that when it comes to ability to innovate. When you're talking about calendaring and stuff like that, um, but I thought that might be an interesting thing to talk about here. Um, like uh, like really from a fundamental business perspective, and it's not easy to talk about, but it, this is business, right? Uh, sales close um, because this feeds into like when we get into ability to innovate. Uh, uh, how do we know whether we're going to have spots available in the counter or not? What's slowing us down? How, if we have all these sales kind of pending and we can kind of 
do a little bit of forecasting um, in the, it, with what the future might entail. We can kind of project a little bit onto the calendar. Now, knowing that it is a really complex domain of work, so we don't know. So, so I'd say for Agile for Humans, one of the things that we do is look at look at look at sales closing or not closing things like that. Um, I think that's probably a fairly obvious one that most businesses do look at. So I figured I'd go obvious rather than talk about um, building a workshop or a class. What, what do you think of that? I I like it. I like it. Um, I think uh, so. So I'm going to say one, and this is going to sound completely heretical to you. I look at utilization. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I have recorded episodes in the past where we made fun of utilization measures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think utilization is something something worth measuring if you're measuring it for the right reasons. Now, the reason I started measuring it is I like doing these things. I like recording recording episodes. I like doing doing some cooperation. And one of the things I really noticed uh, happening in, in, in the past year in 2021 was I quite often had these really cool opportunities um, where I had to say, okay, let great. Let's do this. I have time three weeks from now or four weeks from now. Mm-hmm. So my time to market with reacting to these things, to these amazing offers that came from the market was very, very long because my utilization was very high. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing is I started really capping this to around 60, 70%. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I have at least a day a week, if not more, of unplanned slack time that is available so that if we want to record a new a new class or if we want to record an episode or I want to work on a book or I want to go to uh, to an important to an important unpre- uh, unforeseen meeting that I have that time available. Mm-hmm. I'm capping my utilization, not as a target, but as a hard limit. That's interesting. So I and I put a note up here because I, I really want people to take away the true purpose of that. You, uh, the, the true purpose of that you're measuring that is to enable your ability to react to the market. Right. Uh, and you're limiting it so that you can have the opportunity to do like what we're doing today, recording an episode on time to market. Right. Uh, utilization, not in the sense of maximizing, <laughs> maximizing productivity of somebody. Right. We uh, um we do not believe that that is a good measurement. That's not that is not indicative at all of of, of something that you should be measuring here. And I, the way I like to talk about that, right, Will, and this is a universal way that you can always talk about what happens when you maximize utilization. Because our friend Dan Vacante will say that's a great way to kill flow, right? Um, maximizing utilization of a highway is not a good thing, is it? Oh no, that's a there's a really good. Fixing your metrics episode <laughs> on Agile for Human. Yeah, um, we talked about that. exactly. And 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 speaking of our of our mutual friend Vacanti is one of the easiest ways to and practical ways to get started with measuring things within the time to market KVA is the use of flow metrics. Mm-hmm. Right. Go go measure your work in progress. Go measure your your cycle time. Go measure your work item age. Go measure your throughput. Yeah, I, I, and and I put that up here. I, I think that's a that's a really important thing to take away from this is to use flow metrics, right? Uh, use flow flow metrics, and and I think that that'll really give you some awesome insights as to what what what's happening here. 
it is it is a great start. It is absolutely a great start. Well, Will, um, I don't have much more to add to this. Do you have anything else you'd like to add before we uh, before we close it out? No, no. I think I think summarizing what we're trying to find out in the time to market is how fast can we react, how fast can we learn, and what are things that can tell us something about our ability to do those things. One hundred percent. All right, we'll see you on the next episode. Next time. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.